It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think Jalen McLeod was the biggest winner for the Auburn Tigers during the bye week, but there are several others we need to talk about. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us today, Daryl Dapris, the man who created the overfront. Happy Friday to you, my friend. And there are several winners. Several winners, I believe, for the Auburn Tigers over the bye week. We've talked about this before, Daryl, about how it came at a good time. And I'll start things off. We both have five Auburn Tigers that we think are potential winners or could be winners of this bye week. I think Jalen McLeod, I've said this all week, could benefit the most from this because we don't know what a full-strength Jalen McLeod looks like in an Auburn jersey, Daryl. That's a great one because, first of all, it gets him healthy. Uh, that, that, that bye week gives him a time to rest, refresh, and then also get, kind of just get refocused and recentered on what they're running defensively and how he's yeah, going to get used. Remember, a bye week is a great time to add anything in, whether you want to chip a tight end coming out of the uh, wide receiver set or implement an overfront coverage, anything like that that you want to implement from a defensive standpoint. If you want to add something, the bye week's the week to do it. So if they want to use McLeod in different ways, uh, different areas of on the field, this is a great time to do it. I went a little different uh, take on this. I went a little bit more uh, bird's eye view and didn't specifically go players, but maybe went position groups okay. or some other things. Because, I mean, you know, we didn't specify that. So my first one is the quarterback room. And I think it's because Auburn is searching for an identity. I think they found one against Georgia. So whomever, fill in the blank, Peyton Thorne or Robbie Ashford takes a majority of the snaps coming out of the bye week. I think they benefit from Auburn finding an identity of running the football. The obvious one is Robbie Ashford, because if Auburn goes run heavy, they could, they could, start to implement an offense that looks similar to the 2013 offense of read option and let Robbie Ashford run it, run heavy with this stable of running backs like Nick Marshall did. Now, at some point, you got to throw it. They threw it against AM, They threw it against Alabama and Georgia in 2013 to win the game. But if you go run heavy and you go read option, then Robbie's the answer. He benefits. If you go RPO, which a lot of times I think we feel like those terms are – merged and they're not. I mean, an RPO is a run pass option where a read option is mostly run, run, whether it's quarterback or, or running back. If you go RPO, Peyton Thorne could benefit by reducing some of the routes, simplifying the routes, getting the tight end more involved, letting Peyton Thorne run the ball more and throw off of the run, whether it's slant. So if they go heavy RPO and try to run it or try to throw it a little bit, you know, not as much, but simplify routes, then he could benefit. So I don't know how it's going to play out, but I think the quarterback room, either or, could be the biggest winner of this bye week. Yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. I actually uh, sent out a text, and if you're not a Locked On Auburn Insider, be sure to join our Locked On Insider 
texting group. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. But I, I said, hey, you know, we're recording this show. Who should I have on my list? Who would be on your list of potential guys to win over the bye week? And uh, a few folks said Peyton Thorne just because of that extra time. And it's hard to argue against that because I think the jump we saw from Texas A&M to Georgia was great. Can we can we get that type of improvement again? And I think we can, but I don't think that improvement will all be because of Peyton and the offense. I think a lot of it will be, okay, you're playing against a Texas A&M and a Georgia defense, and now you're playing against an LSU and an Ole Miss defense, which isn't as good unless they drastically change. Yeah, if I can make one point about that. Sure. One of the ways you can improve two ways. You can improve by doing something better, or you can improve by eliminating what you do poorly. I think Auburn, to this point, five games in, has a pretty good idea of what they shouldn't do in concerning the passing game, what they have with Peyton Thorne and what they don't have, what they can run and what they shouldn't run. So if you eliminate bad things and what you do poorly – by default, you could improve as well as getting better at things, too. So it's kind of twofold. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. Uh, I'll, I'll drop my second one, Daryl. I, I think the second winner of this, and the reason that they are a winner is, is, is bad for Auburn overall, but Keldrick Falk, um, in, a, in an interview, I'm either going to drop this afternoon or tomorrow morning, Daryl, sat down with Jason Jones and we talked about the injury to Messiah Nasili Kite. Mm. And his first response immediately was, yes, that stinks. You know, we really like Messiah, but Keldrick Falk, the true freshman, has to step up. He's going to get more snaps now. He also shouted out Zakevius Walker, but I would imagine Keldrick Falk to be the guy to get most of those snaps that Messiah Nasili Kite is going to leave behind. So I- I've got Keldrick Falk as the number two winner during this bye week, just because he's going to have to play a lot more moving forward. Yeah. Not much to add to that. Just by default, getting more playing time, you become a winner. So that's a good one. Mine is similar to that. Uh, Great minds think alike. Jeremiah Cobb. I have a feeling that if Auburn starts to establish their identity is run heavy with Austin being out, there's only so many carries Batty and Hunter can get. And I know they'll get the lion's share. But at some point, as he starts to become an elderly freshman, right, get, get a more seasoned freshman, he's going to have to get more carries because we've seen flashes. If you go run heavy and your identity is in the run game, it, it, it goes to serve that you're going to get more running plays, thereby, thereby needing more bodies for those running plays. And I think Jeremiah Cobb, is going to be that guy that fills the void and maybe goes from three or four carries a game to seven or eight carries a game. And him doing that, he becomes a winner in this scenario. Albeit, again, a tough scenario because of Damari's injury, but still, two things. Him being out, you got to get more carries. Secondly, Auburn going more run-heavy, I think, from an identity standpoint, gives him the ball more. Yeah, I've got a running back on my list. It's not Jeremiah Cobb, and so we'll discuss that Next, coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the best place uh, to hire new folks, find new talent for your small business or your business. 
of any size. These days, every new potential hire, it feels like a high-stakes wager for your small business. So much money and resources go into hiring new folks, finding these new folks, training these new folks. You want to make sure you nail it. You don't want to have to be replacing somebody else in a few months. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find these qualified candidates faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Eddie's Calzones. Eddie's Calzones is in downtown Auburn, and these folks deliver the best calzones ever. They're delicious. They also have crispy wings. They've got loaded fries with these awesome sides and appetizers as well. Also, got a source that confirms this, the coldest beer in town. They've got it on drafts. So just go in, and uh, it, they've always got deals running on domestics so be sure to check out our friends at eddie's cow zones also hey they deliver until three in the morning folks so if you're up late doing whatever you do and you need to get some grub sent to you eddie's cow zones is the place to do that so head over to eddie's cow zones or head over to eddie's cow zones auburn.com daryl daprich our guest on this friday edition of Locked On Auburn. You give me your third winner of this Auburn bye week. Well, if you take an inventory to this point of the season when you go into the off week and you say, what have we done well and what have we done poorly? Sure. One of the things that Auburn has done, and I'm going to ask you before I preface this, in the passing game, who do you feel is like the only guy that's really emerged as a receiving threat so far in this season? It's been a target that has made some big plays. Sure. I mean, it's either you're either referring to Jay Fair or Valdo Fairweather. Thank you. Fairweather is who okay. I was. And receiver was kind of a trick. But I think that Auburn should look at what's been successful in the passing game. And there's not been a lot, but the few and far between. Fairweather has been a weapon. Use him more. Use him more. And I think having the bye week to implement more plays, more schemes, more formations to run him free. Look, we saw it. Last Saturday with Bowers, he's a weapon, and Bobo, who was much maligned here at Auburn, found a way to get him open early and often. And we can debate till the cows come home, and apparently we did, as to what Auburn could have done differently. If you're Auburn, do the same thing with Fairweather. Isolate him. Get him in space. Use him. You've got two yeah. weeks to figure it out. That's why I think he could become a potential winner. And we've seen his targets go up, right? I mean, we – Keep these numbers in mind with the fact that he was targeted so little in the first few games. He got zero targets against UMass, and he got three against Cal. So keep that in mind when I tell you this. Jay Fair leads the team with 27 targets. Rivaldo is second with 19. And the fact that he got no action in the first game, like that's actually pretty, that's pretty, it's pretty close. And then Shane Hooks. With 17, there's a big drop off. Javaris Johnson is at eight behind that. So do you think we're going off topic here just a little bit? Who sure. leads the team in targets post-Auburn bye week? For the so rest saying, of the season. For the rest of the season. Everybody's at zero right now. Who leads? Who gets mm -hmm. the most targets from this point on to the end of the year? Fairweather. It's got to, like. I think they'll adjust. I think they'll see that they need to do it. Yep. They have to. It's what's best for the team at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing against these receivers. It's just, I think with the way this offense has developed or I guess hasn't developed up to this point, 
you need the bigger target. You need the we bigger have target this, that you could trust. We have this notion that it always has to be a receiver to lead the team in receiving to be a successful passing game. If you don't have the talent personnel at receiver, you have to adjust. You could still have an adequate, efficient passing game with a tight end leading your team in receptions or even a back. It's been done by other offenses with other schools. Yeah, Auburn's second leader in targets last year was Tank. And then I think John Samuel Shaker was like their third or the fourth. So yeah. they, were, they were all up there. Now is that the offense you want to base things off of? Probably not, but still no. worth noting. No. Um, my third winner is Hugh Freeze. I think another week where he's still trying to install, not even, you know, we've talked a bunch about him and him and Philip Montgomery talking about installing scheme, just talking to folks and how this meetings, these meetings that they go, especially the ones on Monday where Monday's all about the truth is the theme of what his Mondays are. And he's still trying to instill a culture. He's still trying to instill a specific mindset throughout this team. And you just got to think an extra week, maybe get some closer to that, Daryl. I mean, I'm hoping it gets some closer to that. I'm just using basic logic here. But I think the combination of another week of saying, hey, this is what I want you to do. I want you to try hard on every single play. Please, please, please. And also uh, another week of Philip Montgomery and him just having, you know, several meetings every day, I would assume. Um, to get more and more on the same page. I think all of that, I think all of that's good for Hugh Freeze. That's a great point. I think because you reassess. We just talked about taking inventory of the season where you are. Sure. Hugh yeah. Freeze is a smart dude. He's coached a lot of football. He will see exactly where Auburn is and adjust and say, okay, what do we need to do? That's where he could become a big winner by just reevaluating what's happened in the past and what they need to change in the future. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'll go with my fourth one. Nehemiah Pritchett, a guy that missed several games to start the year. We finally saw him. He's not looking kind of like what we thought he would because of this injury. I think similar to Jalen McLeod and other guys that we've talked about, maybe this extra week off and then it'll be two weeks by the time you're know, between Georgia and then the, the game in Baton Rouge. Surely he's got to be feeling significantly better on that leg injury at that point. Yeah, from a health and rest standpoint, yes. From a knock the rust off, he was just starting to get back into the flow Good by playing two games. So now, you know, is he? But again, he was probably if he was still, a younger guy. I would give that more credit. But yeah. I mean, he's he's played so much football at Auburn. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that being a crazy factor. The injury healing definitely outweighs and takes precedence over knocking the rust off at this point. I, yeah, that's I more important to get him healthy than to say, well, I was just starting to get back in the flow, in the groove. I think you're absolutely right. That That's a that's a more beneficial factor for him. Um, mine is a it, – it's just a – it's a group one. And um, it's just as I thought about this, anybody – and it kind of goes with this theme with Pritchett, but anybody that's currently on this Auburn roster – that is suffering from a nagging injury mm -hmm. is a winner coming out of the bye week. That's an yeah. obvious one, but it shouldn't be understated. If you get J.D. Rim back, you get some other guys back that are dinged up that could put J Javarius Johnson. I still think we haven't seen the impact that he could make in the passing game with the big plays he's capable because he has been hampered by mm -hmm. some nagging injuries. What about a guy like Nick Mardner? 
What if we start to see what he could become overcoming some injuries in the red zone? So anybody that's nursing injuries comes out a winner if they can come back against LSU close to healthy with this bye week uh, precipitating that. Sure, sure. Uh, My fifth one, my last one on this list, and I've got an asterisk next to this one because there's only so much information we can gather from this. But Damari Austin, he's the he's the running back I was talking about earlier. Some of the stuff I've been told is worse news than some of the stuff I've seen being reported. And so hopefully he is back in time for LSU. I think I saw Auburn Rivals posting that. I hope that's certainly the case. Hugh Freeze hinted at that at some of his pressers too. I've talked to some folks closer to the situation and it's just different information, but I'm going to go with the more positive stuff right now and, and hope that he uh, he's able to use his bye week to get back to where he needs to be before they uh, they head to Baton Rouge. You know, if you're going to talk about philosophy and identity and being run heavy, we don't we don't know if that's what's going to happen. But let's just say after the Georgia game, Auburn realized we ran it on Georgia. We should be able to run it on anybody, and they go to that type offense. He right. would be a huge benefactor from that. Yeah. Because, but again, you would probably limit his carries as opposed to if he did that coming off a of bye week and was healthy. Even if he plays, I don't know how many carries he can get on that shoulder. Is it five? Is it eight? As opposed to him getting maybe 12 to 15 if he's healthy. So, yeah, if he gets out there at all, that's a win. Um, but I just think it's they're going to they're gonna be careful with him because of that shoulder. You know, one hit – goes down hard on the ground, it can change the, the whole trajectory of his season. Yeah. Uh, my number five, although a little hokey, is very, I think, timely. And I think the winners, the fifth winners out of this bye week is the Auburn fan base. When you mentioned Hugh Freeze, I think the Auburn fan base comes out of this now and they look and go, okay, here's the backstretch we've been talking about all preseason. Now we had LSU in that gauntlet, and I'm not saying they won't be, but that game looks a lot more winnable than it did two weeks ago. Okay, sure. even going out of Baton Rouge. So maybe with, and we'll talk about this later with what to watch. Maybe your two toughest opponents, and maybe the two teams that could meet in the SEC championship game, are already in your rearview mirror on your schedule, mm-hmm. and now you get to the manageable part of your schedule with seven games left. The Auburn fan base, in my opinion, becomes winners in that because you're now looking at a backstretch that is manageable, and you can point to a game last week that probably could have been a little bit of a turning point for for Auburn and this football team, especially had things gone a little bit different down the stretch. You combine with the way Auburn played against Georgia with what they have coming up, which is deemed a manageable schedule, and now the Auburn fan base stands to be the winners coming out of this bye week just because of schedule and timing at this point. Right, right. Um, okay, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with all that. It's, I, off, I, it's, it's off the beaten path a little bit. but No, I, that's okay. I mean, I said, I said, is, I said that's, what in, yeah. that, that's fine. I, I just don't feel like this is – I don't – and this is me kind of picking like literally a few words of everything you just said, but like I don't feel like we're at the backstretch. Yet I feel like we're in it. I feel like this is like the worst part of the schedule. You think after Ole Miss, right? I bet you that's what you yep. feel like. Yeah. Yep. Because I think I think every game after that is is more winnable for sure. Um, 
and you get a few of those at home as well. I just think that the two toughest teams on Auburn's schedule at the end of the year, perhaps, could be wrong, just a guess, that when we look back after the 12-game season ends, the two toughest teams on Auburn's schedule, Auburn might have played already. I Yeah, sure. Sure, and we'll learn more about that this yeah, weekend. All right. That's why this what to watch. Spoiler alert, stay tuned. Yeah, that's why that plays four, There's four games this weekend. Auburn may not play, but there's four games that really, really impact them. And we'll discuss all those next right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best place to wager on all of your sports action, whether it's NFL, whether it's college football, whether it's the MLB postseason. Chop on, my friends. FanDuel's got you covered with new customers. They get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 back in bonus bets. Win or lose. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel now, it's the time to get in on the action. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off all of your sports betting goodness. FanDuel, the official sports sports betting partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Frisky Whiskey. Frisky Whiskey's best place ever? No, to buy all of your liquor and beer and wine, uh, whatever it may be, whatever tickles your fancy, whatever gets you hype, be sure to go and get it from Frisky Whiskey. You're going to have an incredible selection. They got 10,000 square feet of incredible selection. Also, uh, it's really, really good pricing, especially if you're in the Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area. They're barely in Georgia, so they have Georgia alcohol tax laws. It's way, way lower than, than Alabama's. So drive over there, check them out. Just type in Frisky Whiskey in your phone's GPS. It'll take you right there. It's like 20 minutes from Auburn, Opelika, Lee County. It's going to save you money. It's going to be worth it, I promise. And check it out. Check out our friends at Frisky Whiskey. All right, Daryl Daprich, our guest today. Happy Friday. The first thing I think Auburn fans need to watch is their next opponent, which is Missouri and LSU. And I have a very, very weird feeling about this that is extremely pro-Missouri. Daryl Daprich. Okay, I had that on my list as well. As far as ranking them, it it doesn't matter to me. I think Missouri-LSU is a must-see for what you just said. LSU is your next opponent. Now, it's not only from a standpoint of what do they look like, do you want to go down to Baton Rouge with LSU having lost two games in a row when you consider what are the odds of them losing three games in a row? Now, some people go to the theory that that means they're a broke football team. You lose to Ole Miss, then you lose to Missouri, then the season starts going south, and Auburn can take advantage of that. Some people play devil's advocate and say the odds are you're not going to lose three in a row for LSU, so you'd rather than beat Missouri – feel good about themselves again, and then come back down to earth against Auburn. That's why I think it's an important watch. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, and we may see a version of this LSU team this weekend that does this. We, we don't know, but if you're a team like LSU who won the SEC West a year ago and you bring a ton of folks back and you're being told, you're being tabbed that, okay, it's a playoff situation or bust, and that's taken away from you, what do you do? How do you respond? And we'll learn the answer to that this weekend and, of course, next weekend as well. The next one is Auburn's following opponent, Ole Miss taking on Arkansas. I think both of Auburn's next two opponents, LSU and Ole Miss, 
are playing against teams that could really, really attack their defenses in different ways. And I think it's going to put more on tape for the Auburn Tigers to be able to prep and hopefully take down either of these teams over the next few weeks, Daryl. I think this is going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot to learn about both of these teams that Auburn's going to be playing. True. You want to watch it because they're coming up on your schedule. Ole Miss is always much CTV, must see TV with the Lane Kiffin, Hugh Freeze drama, all that. I will watch them just because I want to see certain things happen. But third of all, the loser of this, this game goes to the lower division of the SEC West. They'll have two SEC losses. They sure. start to get you get the little separation action. So I think also I want to go back to something you said that's a very underrated point. I don't want to skim over about LSU, Missouri. Yeah. I didn't even think about this angle until you mentioned it. What does LSU really have left to play for? The playoff situation, all but gone with two losses because they lost to Florida State. Sure, they still have a Western Division title to play for, but are you going to leapfrog A&M and Alabama, who you still have left to play? I don't know. So that's an interesting uh, angle on that, that they may not have as much, especially if they lose to Missouri. If they lose to Missouri, they really don't have anything to play for. So, But as far as Ole Miss, Arkansas, you're right. I want to see how they stack up against each other. Like if Arkansas was to upset Ole Miss, then my whole viewpoint and my take on Arkansas gets raised a notch compared to where it is right now. If Ole, if Ole Miss wins, then I feel like they're gaining some momentum coming into Jordan-Hare, which could be a little bit scary after the game they had last week against LSU. But see, there's the trifecta. LSU loses to Missouri. That Ole Miss win doesn't look that impressive anymore. Not as impressive. If LSU loses to Missouri, it's not as important or as impressive of a win. If they beat Missouri and Ole Miss hammers Arkansas, there's so many factors as an Auburn fan with teams left on your schedule that could make this very interesting. Yep. Okay. Uh, next up, talking about previous wins looking good, Cal takes on Oregon State. Oregon State, the 15th-ranked team. We'll see if this Cal win looks better or not. Cal's about to play five straight ranked opponents in a row. That's kind of where the Pac-12 is right now, so we'll see how Auburn's former opponent does there. And then the last one, obviously, Daryl, is, is an obvious one, Alabama and Texas A&M. Most people would think that the lazy take on this or the easy take is, well, it's Alabama. So as an Auburn fan, you want to watch that game, see Alabama lose. Not so fast, my friend. You want to look at this and say, see what A&M ascends to. And this goes back to that little teaser that I had before. If A&M wins this football game, they become the favorite to win the West, in my opinion. I don't see how – now, Ole Miss could come up and beat them or whatever, that chain. But right now, as of week six, sure. if they were to win that game and beat Alabama and give Alabama its first SEC loss and be undefeated and hold the head-to-head against Alabama, A&M becomes the odds-on favorite to win the West, which means Auburn would have the two possible participants in the SEC championship game already on their schedule, already in the rearview mirror, which would make that loss to AM a little bit more palatable. We already know the Georgia loss is, although no moral victories, but still, if you had that on your schedule already in your rearview mirror, I think that, again, talk about the fan base being winners coming out of the – look what you have then yeah. to look forward to the rest of the stretch. All right. Anything else there before we wrap up this week of yes. Locked on Auburn shows? If 
you get a little as far as what to watch and this weekend. If you get a little footballed out, okay. watch Star Wars. We could all learn about what the Death Star exhaust port exactly is. We could do a little homework on that, read up on that. Star Wars and New Hope will shine a light on that for you. Yeah, yeah. Luke Skywalker. We'll do something different, right? Just kind of change it up a little bit. That's Switch right. Switch it up. That's right. That's right. Daryl Dapper, shall people give you some love, my friend? Follow me on Twitter, Dap6410. Uh, no reaction show, obviously, because of a bye week. Right. This weekend, but Monday mornings, 7.10, Tuesday afternoons, 4.30, various shows on the Auburn Networks. Awesome. Be sure to find all of our written work at auburndaily.com. We will see you on Monday. This has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.